signed Cavalieri. His three-year oh contract. I'm a rookie. His three-year con- his three-year contract. What? You didn't hit record. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's perfect though. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to hit record, dude. God. So oh when do we god. have to? When do we start? Jeez. Hey, it happens. I looked over and I'm like, I don't see my red light on over there. So we'll start over. We'll make it quick. So Jason, anything happened between uh, uh, now and October? Any big news? What about the signings of these team drivers? We had, <laughs> we we had a lot about. of, we had a lot of um, kind of some, a lot of moves out there. Uh, you know, one of them was we kind of chose not to re-sign Cavallari on hmm. our side. And um, I know he, his Yokomo deal was ended after the Worlds. Uh, there's, you know, some debate out there how that all went down. But um, essentially, he ended up with uh, S-Works all the way around now instead of just on the 8-scale side. Now he's running S-Works 10-scale uh, and 8-scale. Mm, wow. And uh, we picked up Dakota on the... Uh, tire wheels accessory <clears throat> side hmm. that's big right yeah code is still getting it done yeah i mean you know kind of uh looking at things i mean he was probably the second second or the third hottest driver last year i'd say wow uh you know between spencer and david a ungaro those are probably the two hottest guys and then i'd say dakota was right there um, and what, what's crazy when you look at some of this stuff is, um, Dakota's only, I think he's only 22 years old. Um, but he's been racing since he's been five. So it makes it seem like he's been, <laughs> yeah, he's been around forever, <laughs> but I, I guess this kind of is, he's kind of been around forever. So, um, you know, it was nice to, you know, one, one of the things that was, kind of nice about it was um you know picking up a a tlr guy again because they got a new four-wheel drive uh for this year you know they got this 22 x4 which is kind of shaping up to be a really really good car and i think it's going to be popular and and that kind of helps uh helps them and i think if we can support a, a guy like dakota and you know, keep them rocking. Um, then, uh, then that, that's really nice. Cause it's a, another popular platform. They got a good two wheel, good four wheel. Um, you know, they're making the eight scales. Uh, they started off a little rough with that eight X platform, but I think it's coming around now. Uh, so they got some solid, you know, the, the big three or four cars that you have to have to be competitive there, you know, their stuff is getting really good. So, um, so it's good for us to have a, a top tier TLR guy again. And, you know, then, you know, we got Mayfield running Yokomo and then Spencer with Associated. And then um, we were able to also re-sign uh, Brock Champlin, who was an uh, uh, probably one of the more most improved guys last year. You know, he kind of got up in there into the elite of uh, drivers and racers, won some races. So we're happy re-signing him. So, um, yeah, we, we like, we like the guys we have and, um, 
got a little <laughs> sounds like a sports franchise. We got a little younger. <laughs> um, got more speed, a little younger. Got some, yeah, a little speed. Got younger. At the same time, we maintained our experience and stayed under the salary cap. Yeah, stayed under <laughs> the salary cap. Um, so a lot of those kind of moves we talked about. The, there are some moves on the European side, and we're not. We were able. We weren't. Uh, Reno Savoya uh, moved away from TLR, and he's on Kyosho now. So wow. and it's Kyosho Europe, which means they distribute AKA. So he had to race. Not had to, but um, they told him that you know they would definitely like him if he's going to run Kyosho Europe. He needed to run AKA. So. Um, so we kind of lost Reno, which was uh, our good Euro driver. And then some other Euro drivers moved around a little too. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, smaller changes here and there, but those are probably the major ones. And uh, we got the guys out racing this weekend at CRC, Winter Men Rest. That's like in its 30th, 30th year or something like that. 33rd running. Wow. Nuts. So that's a lot. I have to get my calculator out. What year does that put us in? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so I got a calculator right here. So that means I started in 87. Sometimes you question these numbers, but I mean. I, that's why I was like 87. But okay. It's like, Okay. The year Joel Johnson won the worlds in Romsey, England, him and Masami. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the first year they ran CRC. All right. <laughs> I don't know who's out there that can uh, who could actually uh, debate it. But uh, thirty three years. Wow! Congrats. Wow. It's a long. Time. Uh, it's still yeah. It's got to be the longest running race there is out there. Hmm. What's funny is I've only been one time. Yeah, it was just a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Went yeah. for the first time a couple years back and uh yeah, changes quick. <laughs> but the track looks amazing. Looks like a great it does look if you're gonna race ten scale off road, it kinda looks like one of the races you should probably go to. Guess I'll have to go to your page and look at it. That's right. J Concepts on Facebook. We, Thomas was just live doing. Oh yeah, I see it right now. Yep. He he was just live doing <clears> the <throat> the seating seating for two mod, and then he'll jump back on probably for four wheel or truck or something. <clears throat> now, so yeah, is, it's good. Is this in the same location where it was thirty three years ago? No. Mm. Um. Ah, oh, blue infields. Thank you guys. Love it. It's uh, I think it's moved a couple times. Look at Trinity there with the banner. Mm-hmm. Trinity's uh, really stepping up their game in the off-road scene. Yeah, they are. It's uh, on-road is or off-road's been really good to them the last couple years because seventeen-five racing is so big. Um, stock seventeen-five, and they do. So, so we having them in the modified do. class being contenders now. They are, yeah. Uh, because Dakota races oh, for Trinity. Yeah, that's right. Duh. And yeah, I, I think, and I, I read somewhere that they, 
you know, a couple of their banners they had this year uh, on Trinity, you know, it stated more than just stock motors. No, no way, did it? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, man. More than just stock motors. Yeah. See, I was busting Ernie about the stock class, so. Yeah, he must have took that to heart. I emailed him. He's like, well, Gotti, Gotti, we're more than stock motors. We got to start somewhere, Gotti. Give me a break. <laughs> trying to make a comeback here. Trying to make a name for ourselves. I, I told him, I said, look, you, you, we just got to get, you, you got to get in the modified. No disrespect to anybody running the stock. I just don't. I, I check the modified results. That's what I do. I'm old school. Modified's where it was at. So you're like, who's running fast? Yeah, in modified. Because <laughs> you want to know what motor's the fastest. Yep. It's like I go by the, those results. Knowing it. it's like it's like knowing what it's like. What's the <clears throat> fastest stock motor? You're like, who cares? They're stock. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm from the old school thinking. Like, I don't worry about stock. I don't look at it. And I know it's not the thing to do today, but that's that's me. I just look. What's the two-wheel drive modified results? Four-wheel drive modified. What's those results? I want to know. Mm-hmm. What's at the Worlds? What classes do they run at the Worlds, right? Two-wheel drive mod and four-wheel drive mod. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stadium truck and short course. You need that too, right? Uh, stadium truck, yeah. Y'all running good in stadium? Yeah. I, I I talked about what uh, Masami used to call <laughs> stadium truck. It was monster truck. Yeah. yeah. He, he used to call it monster truck. Didn't they call it like heavy metal too back then? Be- because... When it first started, we've, we've talked about this, but the first when it did start, it originally was monster truck. They called it monster truck, <laughs> um, and then there was a little bit of heavy metal in there, which was kind of running a truck body with buggy tires. That's how I saw okay. it yep. anyway. Um, heavy heavy <clears throat> metal, great name though. <clears throat> Man, this cold's beating me up, Jason. That's okay. It sounds like you're healing up. All right, so we're doing good there. Oh, look at that. There's Dakota Fenn. Now, is this his first race with you? It is, yep. Okay. It is his first race. He's doing pretty well. J-Concept's newest factory driver, Dakota Fenn, looking dicey. There you go. With the 22X4. Yeah, so they were just live for two-wheel seating, and then I'm sure Thomas will go live for four-wheel pretty soon. Hey, by the way, what episode number is this? 201. 201. 201. Yeah. And we... uh, Part of the reason that we're able to bring this episode is... uh, Due to the Patriots losing last week. <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that up. Sorry. Well, look, I, I didn't expect them to go. You were prepped. Far. You were prepped. I was. You had prepped. I know. Yeah, I, I can see it already. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. I was expecting it. 
maybe not in the first round, but uh, I thought we'd get that bye week and have a divisional game. And uh, I didn't think it would fare too well with either Kansas City or Baltimore. So I was just mentally like, you know, you never want to root. I wasn't rooting against my team and I still had some kind of faith there in them. But I was like, this offense is just, you know, not good this year. And we're struggling to get points. And it showed against Tennessee. So what are you going to do? So yeah, the Patriots lose and we're doing episode 201. But I, I see the part of the reason, uh, you know, we were gone for a while, you know, was, uh, you know, life happens and so forth and everybody's busy. And then the holidays, you throw it in there. But I was also going for my sixth fantasy football championship this year. Yeah. And when we got down into the playoffs, I just, it was just total concentration on my part. And I'm happy to announce that I was able to come away with my sixth championship. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. If you're listening out there, crack a beer open for me. Have one. So, Does um, anybody else yeah. benef- benefit I, from I, this besides I, you? Or? <laughs> Just me. Gives me bragging rights. It was the first time I entered this league. It was, um, and some of you listeners out there that follow me on Facebook uh, earlier in the summer, well, it was in August, I went to a live fantasy football draft. I posted photos of it. It was my first time I ever went to a live draft with a, you know, a bunch of guys in a room making picks. Uh, usually you do it online. And it was really nice. cool. I, want, I wanted to be, you know, they had an opening in their league. They invited me to the league. I uh, went to the to the live draft and we're down there drafting and it was just really cool. You know, you had guys down there at their laptops and papers making decisions on who they want to draft. And, uh, that was a great time. So I showed up prepared. I, I remembered a week before I was really nervous actually, because you know, it's the first time I was there in person at a live draft. So, and the first couple rounds is easy because you're picking players that you know, they're, you know, good. You know what I mean? But then when you got to fill out the rest of your team with bench players and stuff, it's tough because you get down those later rounds. You got to really know your players. And, uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, I was nervous making a fool of myself picking somebody um, in a late round you that I probably shouldn't have picked. Like, oh, there's the new guy. Yeah, that, that's what it was like, too. I walked in and, you know, there, you know, I knew the guy that ran the league, but there was guys there I didn't know. And it was kind of like he was introducing me to them and stuff. And it was, it, you know, I was a little nervous. I was like, Damn, because when I saw how serious these guys took it, I was just like, <laughs> all right, we got to, you know, we got to do this. You know, we got to buckle down here. And it was a little nerve wracking, but it was a great time. And I ended up uh, finishing the regular season at 10 and three. And it was a 10 man league. And um, yeah, went into the playoffs and uh, their format was a little different than what I was used to. Uh, usually when I'm, in a fantasy league, you go into the playoffs, you know, you go into your first round, which is usually week 14 of the NFL season. So usually you go 14, 15, 16, and the last week you never play because uh, week 17 in the NFL is too unpredictable. You, you know, you a lot of teams rest players like uh, Baltimore rest Lamar Jackson. And so you, it's too hard to start. Your, you know what I mean? It's just a tough decision. So on this league, uh, it was... 
So it was week 14, 15, 16, and 17. So in the first round of my playoffs, I played two weeks, and then they combine your score to determine a winner to see if they move on to the finals. And then in the finals, you play two weeks, combine the score to come out with the winner. Okay. So it was really hard week 17 because I had Lamar Jackson on my team, and um, they sat him on week 17. Mm. So week 17, I had... So you didn't get any points for that. Well, no, I had Ryan Tannehill as my backup, which I picked up early mid-season. I picked up Ryan Tannehill because I was hearing rumblings that Tannehill is going to be, you know, he he's going to be coming in there. They're benching Mariota. Uh, man, I know I'm boring listeners right now, but, but yeah, um, yeah, Jason's sleep. Hey, Jason, you talk about stuff that I get bored about, you know, monster trucks or whatever. Okay. Anyway, I'll finish it up real quick. Anyway, I picked him up midseason, and he ended up just catching fire. You know, they they benched Mariota, and Tannehill just went on a tear. So, but I had Lamar Jackson, who also just tore up the league, so I didn't really need to start Tannehill until week 17. And uh, uh, Tannehill, and then I had a bunch of other players that helped me out. But um, I ended up winning the finals pretty easy. I, I would have to look up the final score, but I think it was like – you know, three thirty to two twenty, something like that. So I was pretty excited, and uh, my Facebook uh, page has been updated to six-time fantasy football champion, champion, oh, and wow. I have on my profile the years that I won on there for you. Uh, Let me check that out for you, um, friends of mine to see. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was exciting. It was a, it was a it was a good time. You know what's always better? You know what oh. makes things a real good time? <laughs> when nah. you win. Yeah, I was. You know, yeah, I know. It was. It's 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 really fun to win stuff. I noticed. It's like anything I get into when I win. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking up your uh, updates here. Oh, well, it's in the. Um, you have to go to. What do you call that? The profile page. Mm-hmm. I see your cover photo here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, intro. Six times fantasy football champion. Oh, six, oh, seven. Um, you got 20, Wait. zero, nine. Wait. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, 20, zero, nine. <laughs> 20, zero, nine. How that happened? 20, 11, like yeah, you're six time champ, but they're not in a row. So no, you can see it's oh my god, come on, in a row? That's tough, man. I had a back to back though in oh six and seven. Yeah, you did. Look at this dry spell though, from thirteen to nineteen. Exactly, and that's why I was so pumped up this year, especially in this league because you know it was, you know, like I said, I was a, I was in a new league, and I just wanted to do good. Like I was just I didn't want to embarrass myself or anything, and. uh yeah, I was really pumped up when I when it looked like to me that I could I can grab this championship. Well, well done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, 2013 was my last one. So I had a uh if I did my math correctly. Six year spell dry spell there. Mm. But we're back, baby. All right, RC, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to talk about RC, you can. You know what's wild is there's a 12 scale world going on right now. <laughs> what? Where's this at? Yeah. 
It's got to be. Oh, it's, it's overseas. Yeah, right. It's in the UK. Okay. And and um, and uh, l- let me guess, Rick Howard's winning. No. <laughs> no. All right. Is Rick Howard racing? I don't think he is. What? That was act. Yeah, that's actually something. Um. How do I how do I find this uh, twelve scale worlds thing? Oh, good question. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were on it or something on the page. No, I, I just know what's going on. And you know what's kind of interesting is I've seen a couple, mm-hmm. um, some new cars out there. Uh, there's a there's one of the one of the big teams in on road is Awesomatics now. Awesomatics. Yep. Wow. Okay. Cool name. Yeah, I like it. And uh, <laughs> it's they they're introducing a twelve scale. It looks like. I gotta Google this. Uh, now the twelve scale. I think um, I think I follow somebody on. I follow a twelve scale on Instagram. They give you twelve scale photos. It's like twelve scale porn. Um, they haven't shown that car with all those photos oh, yet. Oh, here we go. Twelve scale uh, like racing. Kinda, okay. Yeah, kind of how you know. Obviously, Kirby loves all those photos, but they don't have any of that particular car yet. But they did a little video where you could kind of see a couple things on the new Awesomatics. And people, um, you know, these guys kind of do things a little differently, the Awesomatics team uh, company. And <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing the 12 scale. I mean, it doesn't necessarily want to make me get into it, but, um, you know, it, if they could do it a little differently, I think it'd be cool. Okay, so they did on on twelve scale racing on Instagram. <clears throat> Man, I can hardly speak this cold. Um, they just leaked. Well, this was three days ago. Um, another leaked pic of the Awesomatics twelfth prototype. So they have some. They have two photos up here that I see so far. Yeah, kind of a side view though. I can't really see the chassis. Oh, Red RC put this up. Okay. Our friends over at Red RC. Right. Of course. Um, Awesomatic's known for their very popular, successful electric touring cars. That's right. They're working on their first ever 12-scale pan car kit. They still call them pan cars, huh? Mm-hmm. Never liked that name, pan car. Me either. Just seems so like I don't know. I just think about it. it's it's like it's like a you picture somebody with a pan car like coming out of a cave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I always just yeah like a pan a pan car. Like when I told somebody that yeah. back in the pan car, it's like <laughs> all right, dude. They're like, this isn't real, is it? Uh, oh man, I was shocked to see that they still use that pan car. Yeah, it, it to me it's. Not a good use at all. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But people still do. I, I always think I'm being disrespectful to the vehicle when I say pan car. <laughs> it's like when somebody says I'm racing my toy car. Yeah. It's like it's like if you were to say I'm racing my toy car and pan car all at the same time, <laughs> it would be like the ultimate slap in the face. Right. Yeah, not feeling it. 
But, um, yeah, that's what they are. Apparently. Yeah, I hope they can make it kind of kind of cool. A little bit funner, more interesting. And maybe it'll, you know, get some people in back into wanting to run the class. I don't know. Any word on entries? Like, what, what, how many people go to a 12 Scout Worlds now? How many do they send? Uh, I, I don't know. There's no associated uh, drivers being sent to those events anymore. I know that. Wow. Um, I think it's probably all like X-ray, um, like Osomatics type stuff. Um, and then, you know, some of the smaller manufacturers that are out there that specialize in 12th scale. Then they'll be. Schumacher has a car too now. Really? Yeah, they have a twelve scale. So, yeah, it's it's a little different out there these days. I would think that twelve scale racing would have more photos from the worlds up there, but not so much. Just two. Yeah, I I think that. Uh, it's it's a it's a interesting time in RC right now too because we <clears throat> we've kind of went through a huge uh, we went through a huge media push at, you know at one point where everything was either on the web or live RC or and uh, we're kind of. It's a, it's, I'm not going to say it's a little softer in that respect, but it, but it is, things are, have softened up a little bit on, in in the, the media coverage, uh, live RC isn't doing near as many events as they used to, um, there's not really any neo buggy activity anymore, um, as far as attending and doing the events, uh, red RC only does a handful of events now compared to what they used to do. Huh. Uh, so the, the media coverage just isn't quite the same as it was, you know, say maybe eight years ago or wow, you know, something really? like that. Yeah. I thought it was grown. I mean, uh, I thought this stuff really took off. I mean, we got like 10 podcasts out there now. Yeah, that's kind of the hottest thing. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> um, it's it's one of the hottest things is doing the podcasts uh, because because everybody can have an opinion, right? That's basically what it comes down to. That's that's what social media is all about: is people can throw stuff out there that they think, and it's there for somebody to either um, absorb it or not. And now you know you got a podcast where everybody thinks that uh you know they got the next hit hit podcast maybe they do um but you know it's but it's easy to it's easy to sit there and bs a bunch of stuff that are just that you're guessing about you know what i mean that's kind of what i've noticed is a lot of people just throw stuff out there that they heard you know what i mean like it's like well hey it's like just because you heard stuff doesn't mean that it's true. No, but I mean, that that's what podcasting is. You just get on there and just, you know, talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
yeah, it's like I you get into something you like, and pretty soon you're an expert. <laughs> well, I'm not a. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm, but I mean, I'm saying yeah. that that's some people. You know, they they well, just like it. You know, they get into stuff and they like it, and then they get really kind of lathered up, and they're just like, man, I got to get more of this. I got to do more. <laughs> lathered <of this."> up. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, it's you know, they're like, oh, I you know, I got to do more of this and do more of that, and I'm gonna do a video, and then I'm gonna get into podcasts, and yeah. and pretty soon they burn burn themselves out. And they're like, I don't want to do this. Uh, you do get burned out a little bit, yeah, and it's a tough thing to keep doing too. I mean, but. Uh... I think really just life gets in the way a lot of times. Well, because it's not a job, you know, it's, no. uh, yeah, you're not going to make you know, a fortune doing it. So, and, and you can't go into it thinking, that's why I tell a lot, some of these guys that contact me and like, I'm like, look, if you're, if you're thinking you're going to make money doing it, you know, you shouldn't be doing it then really. I mean, you're not going to sit here and make a fortune. It's not why you want to do it. You just got to have the love for whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And plus, you have an interest in podcasting, radio, broadcasting, whatever. And, uh, you know, we just started it back in 2012 because, you know, I heard an interview with Joel Johnson. I talked about this before from uh, Horizon did one with him. And I was like, man, that's really cool. And I thought it was going to be something weekly. And here they, you know, they talked about whatever during, the, you know, they, all the products that they have or whatever. And I was like, man, it'd be cool if. I said we could do a podcast because we know all these guys, so we could just interview them and talk about the old days. You know, that's where the yeah. radio impound name comes in because nobody radio impounds anymore, and mm-hmm. it was just be an old school podcast. And then uh, after we ran out of guests, <laughs> it got kind of like, uh, okay, well, let's switch gears and talk about what's going on today. But I, I'm not an expert in it because I'm not around in the industry, so it's tough. So that's when we brought Jason in to help. That's right, Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, but that's kind of the point where we you know we are right now, and this is where you know um, the reason why there was so much coverage for a good period of time is because the manufacturers were sponsoring a lot of coverage, so they would pay um, you know these companies sponsorship money to go and, and cover events. And, uh-huh, you know, so okay. Neo Buggy and in, in Neo Buggy's heyday, you know, he could get sponsorships from four or five different companies and, you know, pay for his trip to go to, you know, the Nitro Challenge or whatever. Uh-huh. And See, I didn't know um, this. <laughs> yeah. So he was, you know, getting paid to go and, uh, or, you know, yeah, he was getting paid to go and do those events. And, so his out of pocket so, expense wasn't that much. I mean, it was correct, right? Yep. So, okay, all right. Because I always wondered, I'm like, man, how are these guys affording to go all over the place and cover this stuff? Like, I couldn't do yeah. that. But and then as okay. things start to tighten up, you know, those are some of the things that people tighten up on are those sponsorships and and that type of thing. And uh, you know, depending on what point you, the industry is in at that time, you know how healthy everybody's company is determines how much they're giving uh you know to sponsorships mm. kind of like that okay so I, I think that's the point that we're in right now is uh, <sighs> there's just not a lot of it anymore you know there's not somebody that comes and and then social media took over 
that yeah. was part of the other issue is social media came in and then people started posting their own information and um, about the events. And pretty soon it was like, well, um, you know, then the need, <clears throat> the need to put it on a website became a lot smaller because you could go, uh, you know, you could go on social media and see the results. So you didn't need to go, you know, to one of these websites to see the results because you saw it right away on your social media feed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of little changes, but it happens over a period of 10 years. You know, it's just, I don't think nothing happens like this overnight. It's just, uh, you know, over a period of 10 years, all these little changes, uh, you know, all these little changes happen. So that's, you know, that I think in, in, you know, we'll pull it up here and see if, see how right or wrong we are. Let's see if Red RC is at the Worlds. Oh, that's what I was looking up um, anyway, RC, 12-scale Worlds. I mean, as far as I see here, they, they are not. <clears throat> I'd take some uh, cold medicine here quick. Hold on. And during that same span, you know, that's where the scale truck activity really picked up and um, not a lot of coverage. You know, they don't do tons of events for those things where they get large coverage. So, but it's really popular. Well, so, I, right, right now, if there was big events for those things that needed coverage, I think these websites and things could do well asking all these companies to help sponsor their coverage because that, that side of the business is pretty healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's not really these large, there's like three or four very, you know, there's like three or four pretty solid events per year, but nothing to where, you know, people are really dying to see the results. They just want to see the trucks. They just want to see pictures of what people make. Yeah. So. You know, now that you mentioned it, I, I really don't go to the websites of these places at, at all. I mean, if I want to find anything out, like you said, I see it on Facebook. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's happened a lot. I mean, you, you look at what people have uh, paid over time to sponsor, you know, websites and, and do different things. And, so that's diminishing that part too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, very much so. I will say this. I do like Live RC's um their news section where I could just scroll down real quick and see something that interests me. And I just click on it and read it quick, you know. Yeah, so it's in words. Yeah, yeah it's pretty you, simple. You're you're yeah, you're reading it and you're like, oh, I'll click on this. Yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah, like how they kept that. That it's been like that for a long time since they started, I think. So it's uh pretty easy. For me to just, you know, it's funny is how um, you, you can be so connected during the day and you're thinking, yeah, I mean, not really, not much is really happening today, you know, mm -hmm. like yesterday. It's like, yeah, not much happening. It's like, all right, you, you shut everything down. And then I get home and it's like, you know, I'm messing around with Jazzy, look at my phone and all of a sudden associated releases a car. 
on social media. I'm like, so I was gone, you know. Yeah. I was off, I was off the grid for 10 minutes and or whatever the time is and all of a sudden associated releases a new car. And uh it's just funny cuz it's like the first thing I look at is, well how long ago was this posted? <laughs> <laughs> right? 10 minutes ago. And you and you yeah, you're like 10 minutes ago. God, okay. That's what happens when you when you go off the grid for a moment. Yeah, yeah. When you're off for like ten minutes, boom. So, hmm. but yeah they 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 released the information yesterday on their uh, B six point two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what's what's the uh, big difference between this and the point one? So everybody's selling their point ones then. On Facebook now or no? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I went to Red RC. They're not covering this 12-scale world, so which would be a perfect event for them to cover because they really do well with the on-road. They really do well with um, really, you know, the photos of the cars and the inside looks and stuff. But, yeah, obviously nobody paid up for them to go, so there's just nothing there. Wow. And it's not on live RC. They didn't go. It might be on the you know the RC racing TV guys might be doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I, what is this here? Yeah, Masami versus Kinwall video. <laughs> yep. Wow, caught ninety five nineteen ninety five Reedy race. Oh okay. Yeah, it's a kind of a good video out there of one of the invitational heats from nineteen ninety five where. Uh, that that race was at the second location, I believe, of M and M Hobbies. I can't remember if Scott Hughes's dad owned. He owned M and M Hobbies at one point. Scott Hughes's dad. Okay, but I can't remember if at that time he owned it or not. But um, yeah. but he, but that was a good race. Uh, it's a good race to to check out, and uh, I posted that on Facebook, or I uh, shared that today on Facebook because I was at that race. I raced in the invitational class with those guys, um, and then Paul Paul raced in the open class. And he got third in the open class, I believe, in four wheel. So it was kind of cool. It was a good race. Uh, that, but that race in, in that they're showing right there was probably one of the highlights of the weekend, where you got to see Kinwald Masami kind of go at it. But what I really like about that video is you see at the end, and you're going to like this part mm. of the video where. So they they kind of dash a last minute dash through the finish line, and the camera guy pans over to Masami, kind of uh, coming off of his driver's stand position, and he kind of gives like Kinwald like a you know like a bump like a hand bump or something yeah. like like good good race but I I'm I still got you, but like his like. The way Masami looks in that video is just 
so much like I'm not willing to say that you're better than me. Like one way or another, like he, he's still, Oh, I very, saw, yep. very, I just watched it. You know? <laughs> yeah. The way he just kind of looks like, Hey man, good race, but I'm still a man here. Yeah. You know, like, it, which is really cool. A because, lot of competitors. I mean, yeah. yeah, very, so, so very true. And I mean, I, I, I remember I, I've had races like that where you, you, you know, you, you beat somebody and, and you're kind of like, you know, you tell them congrats at the end, but you know, you're still, you're not willing to say, you're not saying to them, Hey, I got lucky and beat you. You're saying, Hey, I beat you cause I'm better. And that's what, you know, that's the kind of vibe I get off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, which like, was kind of neat. Yeah. I like watching that. I, I, I look at that stuff closely, like in sports and everything. And when, uh, the funny part is when you talk to Kinwald mm-hmm. in the, not in necessarily in those days, but years later, he loved Masami's racing. Um, not necessarily like his on track, you know, wheel to wheel, but he, he really felt that he was the best. And, um, and I think that he, that's something that he always just kind of was, <clears throat> always picking up on himself was that, you know, this, this guy is, is the real deal. And, uh, he was. So there's, I'm, I'm just scrolling down the list. So we got Extra Lap Podcast. Um, not, I'm not familiar with these. Um, the Voight, or what's this one say? Um, the Voice RC Podcast. So that's something new too? The Voice? I've seen it. Um, I've seen some bumps here and there, you know, on Facebook, people seeing it or whatever. Huh. I wonder how many there actually are now. That's cool. Oh, there's there's quite a few. I wonder if they're still answering questions like we did back then. Like, what what radio station are you guys on now? What's a, I still run across oh, people today, though. What's a podcast? Like, when I tell them I have a podcast. What's a podcast? Like, what? And you have to explain to them, you know. Not necessarily people in RC. I'm talking anybody, you know. Really don't know what a podcast is, which I'm still kind of shocked. Um, That's cool, though. Yeah, I always said, like... Uh, you know, video game podcasters, a lot of those guys out there. And that's what I always listen to, wrestling, sports. And finally, RC's come up probably with at least a dozen podcasts out there, I would imagine. I don't know. Oh, morning, Monday morning poll. Do you? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I commented on this, I think, on Facebook. Okay. Do you listen to RC podcasts? Do you listen to RC <laughs> podcasts? Well, this is by Mike Garrison, our buddy. Yeah. Do you listen? So what do you do? Oh, here's the results. 70% people listen to RC podcasts and 30% do not. Oh, this poll ends in three days on Live RC. They had 436 votes so far. Which is pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty, that's a pretty serious, uh, um, I don't know what you say. Um, you know, 
it's a good a good sign, I guess you could say. How do I vote? Do I listen? Or I'm gonna put no. <laughs> You're like I do one. I do one, but I seriously don't really listen unless you know some you know. Hey, Jason's on this RC podcast, and I'll listen. You know, but um, yeah, normally just video game podcasts. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what I haven't um, listened to in a long time is 83 Weeks. 83 Weeks. That's another one. Wrestling podcast. Man, love them. Yeah, I, I really got into listening to them for quite a while. And then I just, I kind of like cold turkey just like stopped listening to them for some reason. That's what happens though. I don't you, know, like, you end up doing that. Like you end up, I, there's podcasts in my in my list here that I just stopped listening to. And then you return to them later on. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll listen to this one now again, you know. Yes, it just yeah, gotta be I, maybe gotta be in that frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah, I I I was really into listening to that for a while and I and I guess the ones I was interested in too are you know from the era that I was watching. So it made a lot of sense to me, you know, because it's stuff. And and what was the other one with Bruce? That's I liked that one too. Something to wrestle something to wrestle with yeah that was your favorite yeah, one I, I, yeah yeah that was the one i liked the best um so yeah uh but yeah that's a pretty good number i mean 70 percent of people out of you know 400 and something polled there listening yeah uh that's that's a pretty big number. Yeah, I know. Even we were away here, people were still downloading the episodes. You know, the past ones, listening to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Associated releases this new kit, B six point two. Okay. Why do I need and, to get uh, it? I have a B six point one. Yeah, okay. probably because if you've been racing that car the, you know for a year the, the point you probably one. need a new one yeah you probably need a new one by now that's probably the best reason. right and you know this is there's a guy out there right now okay i just bought the point one yep do i need this point two or can i easily make some changes to make it to the point i think two? you could make some changes and you could update what you have uh if if you if your car's really fresh you could probably get these updated parts and add it to your vehicle and you'd be good to go again. Um, but it, it's just so nice to start with a fresh kit if you can. Because I think there's so many things about these, about any anything, any RC car that um, that just fatigues over time. And, and, and you don't, and a lot of people aren't great at maintenance. <clears throat> it's one thing if you go through your stuff all the time, right? And you're extremely good at that, but some people aren't, and this is what this is when they get a freshen up, get a new kit. So, yeah, and you know they they kind of redid the rear suspension here a little bit uh, as kind of the big update: new rear arms, new hub carriers. Um, I'll just read right from the thing: um, new rear hub assembly with modular vertical balls stud camber link mount and axle height adjustment um 
New symmetric 73-millimeter rear arms with improved geometry and stiffness can be flipped to allow an in-between rear shock mounting position. Um, I thought I read somewhere that it had a new slipper, but I don't see that highlighted. Mm. I'm sure it does. It comes now with a front wing and a front mount, which kind of sucks for us because that was part that we used to have. But no. Um, and then uh, yours is better, though. Of course. So yeah, that, that's the big thing: the rear suspension. And then uh, they actually still have a B six point. I'm sorry, B six point two D and a regular B six point two. And uh, one's really meant for dirt, and one's really meant for carpet. But, you know, uh, the things, the, the differences between the two vehicles is starting to really uh, get much closer <clears throat> to one another. So when did the uh, point one come out? A year ago? So we're... Uh, it's probably been, I would say, two years. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fair then. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you would, uh, you know. There's yeah. a lot of fine-tuning that's going on now with these cars because of the traction starting to stabilize now to the point where, you know, track-to-track, track, different dirt tracks and different carpet tracks, the, the traction starting to stabilize between all of them. So they're able to, now they're fine-tuning things with the geometry and, they're not making the the huge swings aren't is there as much. It's not like from <clears throat> rear motor to mid motor or lay down. Now it's now we're fine tuning things. Okay, and that's kind of where this, this vehicle is is at. And yeah, if you've had your B six point one for a year or two, this is a, probably a great buy. It's usually one of the least expensive cars on the market, or it's you know the parts are for sure. So it's always a good one to get. Um, you know, the other car that I wrote down here too, that I, you know, I, I think that these are the two, the two biggest releases uh, of the new year are going to be this B6.2 for two wheel drive. And then the uh, TLR four wheel drive car. Um, you know, we kind of, we all kind of rolled our eyes and, you know, when TLR, you know, they hadn't had a new four wheel drive for a long time. So it's like, Oh, we're going to debut this thing at the world's. And we all kind of like rolled our eyes like, Oh gosh, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> Cause they've had some, uh, kind of some bad debuts, I guess we could say, but man, they debuted, debuted that thing at the world's and these guys were, uh, these guys were amazing. Uh, Dakota ran that thing and he really should have won the world. Um, everybody was pulling for him. Uh, just made a mistake. But yeah, I think those are the two biggest ones. So when are these? Two uh, biggest let's see, when was this announced? On Wednesday. So no time. What's the time frame? When, how, you know, when are they going to launch? I would say early February, probably for both. I'm oh, wow. So we're right around the corner. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate because, you know, you're, uh, 
it'd be really kind of exciting if you're a guy that could get both vehicles, you know, it, it would be kind of the, the ultimate combination, right? Like it would be to, you know, get the new two wheel, the new hot two wheel, and then you get the new hot, hot four wheel, but them being different platforms. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't happen as often. Uh, but people still do that. Cause you know, some people that have the money and don't care, they just say, just give me whatever's the best. Hmm. And then they, they determine what that is and then they'll buy, uh, buy it, you know, that way. But, um, you know, now, you know, a lot of people like to stick to their brand <clears throat> and, you know, associates four wheels, not even a year old yet. So it's interesting because That is that is associates class that two wheel buggy class. It's like if they don't make a good two wheel, then they don't make anything good. I mean, that's like their class, you know. Like that's um, it's important. It's important for them to have a good two wheel, and they know it. And, you know, they've been delivering on it. B four, B five, B six. They've been delivering on that good that good one. Man, somebody just shared to that Facebook page that. Um, that you got me involved in eighties commercials, trailers, toys, and more. Oh yeah. That's a page and right now. They're showing unforgettable moment from our childhood, which is Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior WrestleMania six. The, the match that made me quit watching. This is it. This was such BS. <laughs> I'm still pissed. I love this page. It uh, yeah, I, I like it kept popping up because you liked it, and it's like, hey, you might like this. Oh so yeah, here it is. Finally, I, finally, I'm just like, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 rewatching an unforgettable moment from our childhood. One, two. I'm behind. Oh, this is a four-minute video. Yeah, because I kind of forgot this part happened. We'll we'll go right to the end here. Last thirty seconds. Go to uh, what? Two fifty left. Hogan puts him in the small package. Doesn't get out of it. Two fifty left. Yep, here yeah, we I'm go. at forty now. I'm at, oh. So right here, I'm thinking. All right, this thing's over. Hogan's ready to give him the boot. <laughs> wow, this brings back memories. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you got Jesse Jesse Ventura. Jesse. Look how close the crowd was to the ring back then. Right there. Yeah, that that's what made it great. Yeah. God, the time I went and saw Hogan wrestle, I was so far away. I was like, is that him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trying to look through your binoculars. Jeez. A lot of old people up front. You won't. You don't see that today. No. 
So here comes the big gorilla press. Yeah. Warrior's struggling right here to get him up. He actually kind of drops him. Big splash. You could tell he was actually oh, yeah. kind of... He couldn't... Look at him. Gasping for air. quite get him up. Oh. Yeah. This was a long match for him. Hogan's got his hands perfectly positioned. Uh, I think he was supposed to lift them there, and they were just like, okay, just drop me. You know? Like... Yep. He couldn't do it. This right here, I was so pumped. I'm like, it's freaking over. It's over. <laughs> Hogan's getting pumped up. There he goes. Yep. I was just like, it's over. I was so pumped. <laughs> and he has to give him a nope. Nope. Crowd loved that. Look at here we go. Hulk is pumped up. He's like, no. Right here, you're just like, all right, lift the leg. You're like, it's over. Yep. Drops. The oh, then you're just like, what? This doesn't happen. And just like that. I never watched it. <laughs> Over. Ultimate Warrior yeah. with the pin. Oh, no. He got him. No. Jason, stop watching. Yep, and that was it. <laughs> I was so mad. Freaking Vince. Thanks again, Turn that off. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, on the RC circuit, <laughs> we got uh, got the guys over at CRC right now. Um, I was trying to explain to somebody, um, or I was just saying our format, how we do this podcast. It's, it's just more like you're you're dropping in on our conversation. That's how this. This is how the four. That's what we roll with. So enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> We're all over the place, bouncing everywhere. <clears throat> yeah there's just it's fun there's a bunch of different ways you can do it i can't do it the other way it just i'm not good at that there's other guys out there way better at that than i am segments and so forth uh, i struggle i'm more more like having a conversation and you guys are just listening that's otherwise if i can't do it that way i'm not doing podcasts <laughs> but then you're no good no i'm not i'm not good with the we Kirby and I tried that when we first started. We had a news section, then we had this and that. And just, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable, dude. It's not the way I like doing things. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to have a conversation and just have people feel like they're just dropping in on it, and that's it. And mm -hmm. whether they like it, they like it. They don't. I don't care. I mean, is what it is. Right. Yeah, I'm sitting here working on a project while we're talking. Try not to do as much typing. <laughs> well, you got the uh, oh no, you got the quiet mouse. Right? I got the quiet mouse. That's been working good. I got the new mic that you said was better for the room noise. I got that, which is really cheapy looking, but seems to work. Yeah, it's one of the popular podcast mics out there for uh, people starting out. So, hmm. well, not even starting out. So, I mean. My buddy that has a podcast, he's been running it for uh, 10 years now. 
and uh, they use the same mics. Hmm. Player One Podcast, go check it out. Good friend Chris. Player Johnson. One. Player One Podcast. If you're into video games, they're on episode 686, I believe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they are consistent every week. They don't miss an episode. And um, now, CJ, Chris Johnson, CJ, they call him, he just went on a uh, vacation. They went on a safari over in Africa. So he was away for a few weeks. So what they did was they banked a few episodes. So they recorded a few episodes beforehand and released, and they still released them every week. It's pretty interesting. So he never. That's they, smart, though. Yeah, it is. It is. They never missed one. So so they did it at the end of the year here. So they were able to do, they just wrapped up like their end of the year uh, video game podcast, you know, best video games for the year. Then they did the decade, an episode on the, the best video games of the decade. Because we're in a new decade now, folks. 2020. Yeah, so it was pretty cool how they did that. So they didn't miss a beat. And um, where was I going with that? Just being consistent. Yeah. We'd like to do it, but it's tough. Now you got me on YouTube. That's you can't be doing that as you're podcasting. Yeah, you get you can get really into that. I'm on that so, Masami race. So what you know, as far as the stuff that's coming up for sure, we got you know, they're at CRC right now. Uh, we just ran our <clears> first <throat> super cup of the year which actually went really well over at Beachline. Beachline converted over from turf to carpet. It's been been Wait, interesting converted for over them. from turf to carpet. Yeah, so they went from the green astroturf okay to actually um shag carpet. No, no, no. Race <laughs> race carpet we'll yeah. call it. So CRC going on right now. Uh, we did Super Cup last week. That was actually a really good race. Um, so, okay, just explain to me why would you go from turf to carpet? Like, I'm not. Under, is it is that the new well, thing now? They, or? Well, I don't think turf was ever the main thing. Okay. Um, they ended up with turf at at Beachline because, uh, as far as I know, Billy Easton had turf that he bought. A few years ago, when he was going to test for the Worlds in Japan. Mm -hmm. And when they were looking to work on and change the track at Beachline, they're like, you know, they kind of offered up. They offered up the turf and said, hey, if you could, you could buy this if you wanted. And so that's kind of what ended up happening is, um, you know, ended up getting the turf from Billy. And so they went to AstroTurf, which actually worked out really well for them. They probably had it over three years, and it was pretty durable for the most part. They got a lot of life out of it, and they still could have kept racing on it if they wanted to. But uh, they decided they wanted to switch over to carpet because they wanted to run some on-road racing, plus okay. just go to plus just go to straight up uh, carpet off-road. Gotcha. And I, I think it was, I think the carpet's better. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Um, what do you like about it? 
I think the car drives more consistently on the carpet. Um, I think that's mostly it. I think it's, it has a more consistent feel. So is this something that's, you know, you're going to see turf kind of fade out and go to people are going to go to carpet no, once their turf wears I, out and stuff? Or? I don't think so. I think there's still going to be some tracks out there that just some people like to have the turf and some people like to have the carpet, uh, maybe depending on. It seems like you run turf more outside. I was going to say, if you're outdoors, that's it's a, it, the weather doesn't affect it. It's like it, yeah, it, it can it, get it, wet. It, yeah, it doesn't like get because it's it's like a synthetic material. Yeah, um, outdoor and I don't carpet. think it like starts to mildew and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think you get that where okay. you would with carpet. It starts smelling kind of like a wet dog. <laughs> um. Why do dogs smell when they get wet? <laughs> why, why is that? Maybe somebody can answer that. For yeah. Message us. Let us know. Jazzy goes outside for a walk and she comes in and she smells. Yeah, you're like, damn, stay over there. It's like, well, yeah, it's like, and then like, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, it's like not th- not like that anymore. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah, going to the... The carpet there has been good, and uh, that was the first Super Cup we've had there on carpet. It's been pretty fun. I just, you know, to me, I prefer to race on dirt outdoors, but I'll race on anything. Yeah. You know, I I really do like to just race on anything, and I like for it to be different. Like, I don't like racing the same thing over and over again. Like, it's cool to be different, and that's probably the biggest advantage of that right now is it's different. And the thing with dirt is like that changes too. Like the conditions, all the other things you got to. Yeah. With carpet, you're just, it it really, it really is. It's really difficult. Uh, Outdoors dirt is probably the, the having a handle on your tires is probably the, the toughest uh, part of the whole thing. I don't know. To me, the, people, to me, that's the fun of it, though. Like trying to figure out the setup, trying to figure out. I, I, that's the part I like about it. Yeah, I mean, but I guess people don't like that today. You know, not everybody, but some people don't yeah. like it, and they're like, "Well, we'll just go to turf, and it'll be more consistent, mm-hmm. and not to worry about tires and all that sort of stuff." Yeah, there. You know, when you you know when you you basically trade in <clears> things. <throat> you know, you can't have the best of all worlds, of course, and there's a trade for all these different things. Um, to do and they're certainly there for dirt versus carpet and astroturf there's a lot of trade-offs but um the 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 part that has been kind of reoccurring over and over again is the cars are built now for traction they need traction uh, the cars need traction to perform. And if you can't get it with a dirt track, people, they don't have the patience anymore. Like it to them, it's just, Oh, my car doesn't have any traction. I, I, I can't run, you know, like it's, it just blows their mind. Wow. Um, and, and they just can't quit talking about it. I'm loose. I'm loose. I'm, you know, I have no traction. It's like, huh, okay. Um, so that part gets a little annoying that people, they really don't, they, they have to have the, 
attraction. And that's kind of where we are uh, today. With So the cars are built around having traction. And, and when people have it, it's so much easier because they just, you know, turn and burn, man. Yeah. You know, they just go out there and just, you know, lock to lock, left to right, punch the throttle, do whatever they want. They feel like an, an animal um, with the car. It'll just do whatever. And it, you know, uh, sure, they're flipping and crashing, but the, the thing isn't frustrating to drive in uh, from a traction standpoint. And, and I think that's what people are liking these days. So, I don't know. Um, I would like, I think personally, what I'd like to see is, and I think this has to happen. I don't think it's something that I hope happens. I think something has to happen is I think people have to get reinterested again in building their own tracks and having backyard racing and backyard tracks. Um, those are really successful. The, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, people are always surprised. Uh, oh man, another racetrack closed down. It's like, well, um, you know, and then they try to figure out all these reasons why it closes down or whatever. And But it's like, in general, having an indoor track and having to pay for all this space, uh, it's just, it's very expensive and people, um, it's hard to make that pay. In, you know, you know, when you have <clears throat> tracks, you know, county owned or city, or if it's on your own private property, um, those hotels, uh, you know, they do well if, if you, if you do it right, because you, you don't really have to make a payment on it. So I, I think, I still think those are probably the most enjoyable uh, when people do well having their own tracks and invite people to come race. And, um, I think it's a successful way to do it. And we've had some good ones <clears throat> over time. Uh, I think it's funny sometimes when you see, um, I see people complain online. Well, <clears throat> well, you know, people are buying online. That's why these tracks can't make it. And you're like, well, what happened to all the tracks in the eighties and nineties? You know what I mean? Like there was no online shopping in the eighties and the nineties and they didn't make it long either. Right. Yeah. So true. it's like, you, you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a lot of these very famous and very good indoor tracks from the eighties or the nineties. They didn't make it then when there was no online sales. So, <laughs> All of a sudden, now that's the biggest issue. It's like, well, I'm not buying that. <laughs> of course, it's a contributing factor. But if you look back over time, you know, tracks closed right in the middle of the golden age or even um, the heyday, you know, stuff closed. It's like, well, can't blame the internet then. Yeah. Can't blame can't blame the sponsorships and the internet because the stuff wasn't easy back then. I think, right? I think my local track closed at that time, like mid nineties, because it was just the insurance was just way too much. It skyrocketed on them. Mm -hmm. So I think it was stuff like that, you know? Right. 
And all these things <clears throat> play into that. Um, Especially today, I can't imagine like these tracks. They they have to you know have to have land, building, rent, whatever. The part that so, kind of gets to me a little is I, I go to some hobby stores or tracks uh-huh. and I'll be like, do they ever clean in here? <laughs> and I understand if the track, you know, there's dirty or dusty sometimes, but I mean, yeah, I'm looking at stuff and it looks like there's, you know, 15, you know, 15 years of dust on things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just don't find that very attractive. And of course, you have a dirt track, and everything gets dirty. But to me, the organization and having it look good and presentable is another part of selling something. Absolutely. And if that's not taken care of, I mean, am I going to go on the wall and buy a kit that's covered in dust? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I've seen. I'm that. not feeling great about that. I'm not feeling good about that. Yeah. Because I, you know, part of getting it is it's new. It looks new. It looks untouched. It looks like you're the first one to open it, you know, not like um, not like it's already pre-damaged. Uh, I'm not looking for a vintage item from a, a barn find, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that brand new car that just came in or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I remember going to some tracks and like we – you know, they pull the parts off the wall and just blow it off because there was dirt all over. Yeah, <laughs> like what? And I get that it's a dirty dirt. Yeah, it's a dirt I understand. Track. Yep. I understand too, but it's like, look, just go it's around. It's gotta the, be presentable. Yeah. I mean, would you go and buy, you know, anything else in that kind of environment? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you went into the grocery store and everything was covered oh. in dirt and dust, would you buy all that <laughs> stuff? No, like you would leave and. I think some of those things become a factor and you got to do it right. If yeah. you're going to do it at all, it's got to be right. And <clears throat> that's a part of it. When I uh, started working at my uncle's hardware store when I was a teenager, he, uh, one of the things you always had to do was go around and dust. Well, see, there you, you go. I you, mean, that's, yep. I mean, you had to dust the products off of, you know, if it was dusty and make it look nice and clean and, you know, put it on the shelf right, make sure it's straight. He was always on your ass about that. Yeah. Presentation appearance. Yeah. It's, I mean, it makes you want to buy something or not. Yeah. It seems like to me, though, there is a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of RC tracks out there today? There is. There's still a lot of RC tracks. And it seems like the hobby has definitely grown. Right. Yeah, it. I mean, it's just, just it, it's grown in all directions. So, you know, there's like we've I've, we've talked about before. It's there's just so many different genres. Yeah, there's too many it's, in my opinion. But what do I know? And you can just there you can get exactly what you want now. And you know, back in the old days, you'd go in and say, "Well, I need an RC car." They'd say, "All right, well, here's one of you could get one of four of these." Or, you know, whatever the whatever yeah. the number is. Right? Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, or monster truck. Which one do you want? Yeah. If you're racing off it, yeah. Yeah, and now you can get exactly what you want. You know, it's like, oh, well, do you want a, you know, do you want a scale truck? Okay, well, which scale truck do you want? We got one with this body and that body and all this 
kind of thing. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of options and, you know, and to me, I had a lot of options back then, but all that stuff sold too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had that now you go in and you can, you know, a, a B6 is not a, a, a fun car anymore. It's only for racing. You only buy a B6 if you're going to go to the track and race. Yeah. Because if you're going to do anything else, there's chances are there's something else that's more appealing to you to do that. And that's kind of the biggest difference now compared to the old days is, you know, you could go back in the old days and say, hey, I need to get a truck. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get a JRXT from Losi. Yeah, cool truck. But now you can get any kind of truck you want. <clears throat> RTR, ready to go. Body's done. This is done. That's done. Uh, any type of, you know, different manufacturers. And there's just so many options. So RC in general, yeah, very, I think, very healthy. A lot of interest in RC, but the mm-hmm. racing side of it has, it doesn't grow as fast as it probably could, um, maybe because of some of those things. But that's yeah, a whole nother <laughs> conversation. But <clears throat> So, yeah, there's a couple little thoughts, I guess, on some of those things, but. It is. I mean, we got a lot of healthy events going on still, and racing. You know, club racing is is uh, doing well around. I mean, there's some areas where they struggle for entries, but uh, I mean, if you're trying to race three times a week too, I mean, that's a big commitment from three people. times a week. Yeah. Wow. Um. I mean, I did. Uh, <laughs> let's see. This week, I had a. We did a. Mad, uh, Orlando Magic game last night because we got some tickets for Christmas. So I went to that game. Um, the night before, I went with Allison, got like a haircut and all that kind of stuff. Just a haircut and, or all the hairs cut? <laughs> haircut. <laughs> so, and, you know, and these are things you got to do, you know, just randomly during the week and so it's it's almost like I had something after work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tonight we're doing the podcast. So it's like you got all, you know, not besides the normal things you need to do and your responsibilities. You got another thing to do at night or an arrangement or a, uh, and, you know, could you imagine somebody, there's people, you know, if you're going to race three times a week, right? Yeah, it's a you know it's a big commitment. I remember when. Um, it's not to say that you can't do it or people don't do it, but you have to really plan your week around it. And it's like I, there was a couple of years we had season tickets to the Orlando Magic, and I remember going driving over there three times a week for that. I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> this is a lot of work. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I mean, you're, it. it's like, holy crap, three games in four nights <laughs> for <laughs> what, you know what, what you feel like, like you played a game. Yeah. I'm like, they're going to check me in pretty soon. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like when you have these, uh, and it is a lot of fun to do it, but you know, a situation like that, 
you had to drive 40 minutes, you know, so you, you got to quit whatever you're doing a little bit earlier than normal, get ready to go drive over there. Ugh. You know, then you got to, you got to eat there, right? Cause yeah. by then you're, so you're eating there, you go to, you do the game, which is, you know, whatever it is two two and a half hours. <clears throat> and then you drive home and pretty soon it's, you know, 10 30 and, you know, three times a week. Um, it's a big commitment. That's, uh, it was a, and it's not that it wasn't fun. We had a blast doing it, you know, um, but you know, out of your seven days, you've already, you know, you've committed. You yeah. Know, Are you doing three that? or four of those? Three or four of those days, you're committed already. <laughs> Man, Ernie used to go to every single one of those. And yeah, and it is. It's it's very. It, it's a big commitment. And can't imagine doing that now in your forties. You know, it's like, yeah. What it's brutal? I hate being out a lot after seven anymore. I can't. <laughs> there imagine. was a lot of differences, obviously, from when you're in your you know, whatever twenties to forties, but um, you know, different things you're <laughs> doing and chasing or whatever. Like but, a couple of weeks ago, I had this crazy. Like I don't even know what got into me, but it was like <laughs> had a wild hair. It was like you know, eight o'clock at night. And I said the care was on Saturday night. And I said, "Hey, let's go to the movies." <laughs> like I had no like, you know, we went to the movies. So I went to see Jumanji two or whatever they're calling okay. it. And I was like, then when I said it, I said, "Hey, let's go to the movies." I'm like, "Wait, it is eight thirty though. Maybe we shouldn't." You know, it's like, like oh, I'm not gonna get back till ten thirty. Yeah, but then I'm like, but I was like, let's go. Like, let's just go. What the hell, you know? And uh, then I get to the movie theater and I'm like, oh, what the hell did I just do? Like, I I started doing the math at the movie theater and I didn't realize that movie is two hours long, like mm-hmm. two hours. It's not. And I was like, Carrie said, oh, this movie is like two hours long. And I'm like, she tells me this when we're at the theater and I'm like, two hours. I thought maybe like an hour, 15 hour, 20, like two hours. Mm hmm. And then I was doing the math, and I'm like, we're not getting out of here. You know, by the time they play the previews, it's 20 minutes of previews. And I'm like, we're not getting out of here till like, almost midnight. And it was like sheer panic. I was like panicking. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked around the theater, and I said to Carrie, I'm like, Carrie, we're like the oldest people here. Like, <laughs> this isn't real packed theater. I live in a small town. So there was, wasn't many people there, but there was teenagers there. And they were looking at us like what are you old people doing out this late? You know what I mean? So, they're, like, they're like, I think he's going to be sleeping by the time. <laughs> I felt like I was going to, I'm like, but seriously, I sat in my seat, I stared at the screen and I was like, oh my God, we're not getting out of here till like midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what did I do? Uh, I don't know how Kirby does it. Kirby, Kirby's listening to this right now. Rolling is like, oh, you, you, you pussy. But, uh, yeah, he's out two, three, four in the morning, whatever, still. But, yeah, I can't do that anymore, man. I get, after Anything after seven seems like a goddamn chore. So, <laughs> I, I don't like to leave the house anyway, but when I do, it's like, whew. 
I mean, now I'm fine here. I'm in the house podcasting eight o'clock. I'm I'm okay. But if I was out somewhere, I'd be like that. I was like, oh my god, I got to get home. I mean, we we were at the Super <clears throat> Cup last weekend, and it's hard to explain things well, see, to people sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the way they kind of would go down, and you know, <laughs> they you know they say, "Well, what did you guys do last night?" And you're like, "Well, you know, we did the banquet here, and then we we went to the hotel and we went to sleep. You know, like we." Paul told me he was going to go down to the bar, maybe get one drink. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go down there, have a drink with you and stuff. And we go down there and, and, um, I had one drink and I'm like, all right, back in the room, you know, it's 10 o'clock, go <laughs> to sleep. So the next day, you know, we're talking to somebody and you know, I was explaining to them that I was like, I said, you know, there was a time where we would go out till four in the morning. Yeah. Easily. Then go to the race, then run the race, and TQ and win. <laughs> like, Damn. you know, it was like... Like the Dennis Rodman of racing there. Yeah. I mean, we would go out party, and, you know, have a great night. You know, we'd have a lot, you know, going on. We'd have a lot we were doing. And we would wake up the next day. We'd run the race and uh, and do really well. You know, do the work on the cars, mount tires, do whatever was necessary to to be to be good and, and, and to be fast, and then run races where full concentration, you know, right where you needed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just kind of funny because that's that's how we did it in those days, and and you could do it. You know, a lot of people, you know, being younger. I mean, I think I told the story before, but I remember doing one of the nationals at M M&M. and M. And I remember Scott Hughes and I going out <laughs> the night before, and I remember coming back after we were out and started building my batteries. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I already glued them together, but I didn't start soldering them or something. Like, they were kind of <laughs> ready. But so I started putting the bars on, right? I'm, like, in my, you know, crappy apartment in California – got my Unger soldering iron on, turn it up to 800 and getting the, you know, tinning up the cells <laughs> and, you know, putting together three new batteries for next day's qualifying. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, my, my cars are kind of ready. Tires are kind of ready. Just need some batteries. But, but yeah, you know, Reedy gave us some new packs. So I better get those ready. And yeah, you, you know, it'd be like, Three in the morning, four in the morning after you come back. So you could either wrench. I mean, back in those days, you would either wrench till three and four in the morning straight. Yeah. You know, order pizza or have McDonald's and just wrench till three and four in the morning. And that was the fun so part. You, like, So you would do that. Like that was like the first thing you would do. Then you, as you got older and you could go out and it was about girls and everything else. Then, you know, then you're out doing that stuff till three or four in the morning, then you'd get back and still try to do what you needed to do to race. (laughs) Um, you could get, it's amazing how much you could get done using that much of the clock, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I used to love that part about racing. though. like go to a race. Um, you know, you go to a track and then afterwards you go to the hotel and just wrench on your cars. You know what I mean? It was like a little, yeah. it was like, you know, you all get together, you wrench on your cars, you're sitting there BSing. It was cool. That was fun. What, what but, I would like 
I liked <clears throat> having your equipment set up in the hotel and you could just kind of relax Mm-hmm. and wrench and get done what you wanted to do and there was no real um not really a lot of pressure it was uh it was just it was a good time and you just had fun with your buddies yeah and that was really a good um a good time in those days now today they don't they don't wrench so much on their cars like we did obviously no no, not the not the top end guys the top end guys seem to get everything done at the track and they're just uh, they just move on you know they're like you know to me mayfield to me was one of the first people him and uh, maybe cavalry that when the day the race day was done it was done and he just he just you know he's like i'm going back to the room I'm going to, you know, kind of wind down, get my beer, get my dinner, whatever, and uh, I'll do the rest of it tomorrow. Hmm. And he's good at shutting it off like that. And uh, I think more people do that today than they used to. Um, And it has worked for him and it has worked for the other guys uh, that do it because I think they've – and what's what's also good, what's also unique a little bit about some of the guys is they're very good at doing it when they need to do it. Mm. So, like, if you tell, you know, if you give Ryan an hour, he uses that hour to get whatever done that he needs to get done. He doesn't just procrastinate it and then say, oh, man, now it's it's 11 o'clock. I haven't done anything yet. I need to do it at the hotel. Like, he already had it done at, like, 5 p.m. Yeah. You know, it's done. So he's good at kind of that time side of it where it's like, you know, nobody, not everybody likes to do shocks and diff or whatever. And he'll just be like, look, I'm doing it. I'm getting it done in the next 45 minutes and we'll be ready. And that's just, so I think there was a time too where, uh, you know, where people uh, handle, handle things like that. John watching some seating right now from the CRC race. They're doing four wheels. So they got about six more races left and then seating will be done for the day. So Thomas is live doing showing the video and on Facebook and I'm kind of watching the scoring on live RC because it don't really need the audio while we're trying to podcast. Right. Yeah, so next on the calendar here after this race, I think I was kind of trying to get into that a little bit. So right now we got the CRC, Winter Midwest is going on right now. And then next week we're going to be at the Chili Bowl Oh, doing some uh, dirt oval. Uh, They're helping. uh, We're one of the sponsors this year, so trying to get in and, you know, just be a – so uh, what have we done in Dirt Oval? Because I know you, you're, you know, you're one time you're on a podcast talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Looking into, was it last year you went to the first time you went to the Chili Bowl? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. We went to the Chili Bowl. We kind of went down the road. We already kind of started a, a tire, which would be for ten scale off road outdoor, and then for a lot of um, stuff for uh, 
dirt oval. You know, they mm-hmm. like the pin tires, uh, directional pin tires for wet dirt. And so we are, had already had these tires last year, the sprinter tires we were working on, and we brought them to the Chili Bowl last year during a test. Um, hung out, you know, made some friends, and uh, was a great experience. Probably you know, had a lot of fun there. Really did. We had, we did some live video or I did and some pre-recorded stuff and photos. And I know one video with Brad Shear, one video with Max Fleur were like immensely popular on Facebook. People loved it. Um, and then uh, we got in, we made a, uh, we had our event, our oval event, <clears throat> later in the year <clears throat> we debuted a late model body and then we debuted a uh, street stock body so we got those two items uh, so uh, we've been kind of building building some product and you know building building the line uh, so for this year we'll still have those uh, you know were we were named one of the control tires for the street stock class this year. Oh, okay. So one of our tires <clears> is <throat> being used street stock. And so we're going to go there, support that, make sure we have equipment if it's needed or just, you know, anything that's going on. And then of course we'll have the, the two bodies we've already have. And uh, we'll try to, you know, weigh how the, how they were doing in competition and, um, I'm kind of hoping to have one more body and some wheels to show. Um, so I kind of like to go, when we go to these things, I kind of like to have something, right? Yeah. It's like, Hey, don't come empty handed. So that's what I try not try to do is bring something to the, to the party. And, um, that's what we're doing. So we'll see if if everything comes together, we should have a nice display and some new things and uh, be able to watch some good racing and meet some more people. Uh, We, uh, this year, uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the calendar here. (laughs) So that's chili bowl weekend after that Reedy race of champions. So yeah, believe it or not, they're at CRC right now and two weeks away is the Reedy race. Wow. <laughs> Unreal. Um, it is. Hey, what's Motorama this year? Well, that that's what I was getting there. Oh. Yeah. So, Chili Bull Reedy Race, which, you know, everyone loves the Reedy Race. They don't have trouble, uh, you know, getting a turnout, getting anything there. They always seem to max out uh, for the most part. And Invitational, I think, is a little bit down this year in terms of international participation Um, really Hmm. yeah not a lot of international guys are coming this year from what i understand which is a little disappointing i guess um yeah it's disappointing Uh, the open classes i mean to me i love it when our guys win the invite but probably what's really kind of fun to watch is how the open guys do and how they react to being, can they be competitive? 
uh, who can go there and step up, you know, who can go there and uh, try to win it, right? Uh, people that can TQ or win the, the Reedy Open class, mm-hmm. uh, they're always really um, looked at as the next best drivers. <clears throat> so it's always fun to go see if these kids or these guys in the open class, they got anything, you know, can they, what do they got? <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of that. That's kind of the open class. And then, uh, Reedy race. Yeah. Then we get into <clears throat> our, I guess our kickoff to our, all of our events really is the, um, the winter indoor nationals in St. Louis. That's how it was kind of the big kickoff for us. Uh, the J concepts events. And I, you know, I really enjoy going to St. Louis for that event. There's something about it and I'm going to race this year. Oh, look out. Yeah. I kind of want to race this year. <clears throat> and I, I've been doing a little more racing recently, just kind of getting back on the track and, uh, just kind of accepting uh, whatever my speed is and whatever practice I'm able to get and just trying to enjoy standing in line with, with the good racers or any racers. And you get to talk to people and meet people just standing in line practicing. And that's kind of what I like about it recently is, you know, you go to these races and go to these tracks and sometimes you don't get out of your pit area and, get to go and see or meet a lot of new people. And usually when you're racing and you, you're kind of forced to stand in line uh, to practice, then you get to talk to people and it's actually kind of, it's kind of nice. So I'll do my little video thing at the winter indoor nationals, like we did at the worlds and um, we'll, we'll get that going and try to get a good race in kind of excited about doing that you know i've been doing these i've been doing these videos i forget when just kind of been following some of the racers along and throughout a weekend and showing sort of a different end of uh, of the events and i thought i thought it's been going pretty well people seem to like them and and uh, let's see how many more laps we got here. We got Dakotas on the track right now doing seating. I don't know how much he's gonna. I don't know if he'll get another lap or not. Oh, well, he made an extra lap. Right now we got J.P. Richards on top of seating. Dakota second, Mayfield third, Bornhorse, Drayton Staub, Cole Tollard, Ryan Cavallari. Aiden Horn, Adam Johnson, Jackson Brunson. Yeah, so that heat ended. We got Spencer's got to be up here pretty soon. Man, I haven't talked to Spencer since Patriots lost. At the... He's probably taking it pretty hard. So, yeah, winter indoor nationals. And then the week after that is Motorama. Which I just asked uh, in the chat if uh, Curry wants to go to that this year. I don't know. I kind of want to go for some reason. I haven't been there in, I think, 
three years? It's February fifteenth. Right? February fifteenth through the sixteenth. Now they did get rid of the uh, ten scale arena, right? The um, ten scale track. They're not running ten scale off road at all. Now. Right. So but just, what so they're running now? What they're running is uh, oval dirt oval. Oh, okay. So they're going to have eight scale and dirt oval and. Actually, our tires, that's kind of where I was going with the conversation, was our tires are the control tires for Dirt Oval there. Yeah. So all the tires that guys are running there have to run the sprinters. And, uh, yeah, pretty pumped about that. Yeah. We got okay. uh, Fred and AJ heading out there. Got rid of 10 scale, though, off-road. I was kind of shocked by that, to be honest with you. I saw it. that always did pretty well there. A lot of entries. Actually, that was my favorite thing to watch there, really. I didn't like the big track too much but yeah guess uh guess there's a lot of eight scalers out there they should do h scale nitro where everybody's wearing gas mask again <laughs> i love that interview they did with pavitas years ago he's in a freaking gas mask <laughs> hey mark how was it <clears throat> how was it oh okay it's a good way out there I was just... that actually oh. sounds a lot like yeah it was like that i was like holy shit oh yeah. Uh, the car felt really good. Tires down. The track was <laughs> track looked good from what I could see. <laughs> the fog, the smoke everywhere. It's really foggy. Uh, my team associated, uh, aka, yeah, it was all dialed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's Motorama, and then the week after that is Dirt Nitro Challenge. And that's, after, okay, week after Motorama. All right. Yeah, so that runs us through the end of February <clears throat> on our events there, so people get an idea of what we're, things we're doing. And we got a ton I, of product to release. Oh, yeah? We got a lot of new cool things that are coming. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about a lot of the new stuff that we have uh, in the works. You excited for 2020 starting a new decade. I know. Any predictions for the decade? Well, where's RC heading? Will Mayfield be the top driver at the end of this decade still? What is the end of this decade? 2030? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I hate to say, what's well, 10 years? Yeah. Another 10 years. Well, how old would Mayfield be in 10 years? Well, he'll be, uh, so right now, I'm 43, he's 33, so he'll be huh. my age, so yeah. he'll be 43. Yeah, I don't know. If he's still doing as well as he's doing right now at 43, he'll definitely be the best driver of all time. I'll put it that way. Grab a couple more worlds here in this decade. When you really look at the when you look at the results and you really look at what people are capable of um, what you don't see is you see people with moments and flashes of speed and brilliance but you don't see the consistency and I think 
it's just hard to break into that level of speed and consistency all at the same time. I think it is, is kind of the problem. And so I think a lot of these guys, they have such a stranglehold on these positions and being as fast as they are that they, they have to fall you know, quite a ways to not be, uh, you know, a factor Yeah. because of their consistency, because of what they have been able to do over the years. Um, they, they still seem to be there and, and there's a lot of factors that play into this because not everybody can turn into a pro and just go on the pro tour. You know, so many things have to come together. And and I think that's kind of part of the equation. So I I don't see I don't know if I see any anybody I don't see anybody right now uh, that's going to bump a lot of these guys off. Certainly they people they can get close, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly they get close and here and there they have moments of brilliance where they beat one of these guys, but on the long, in the long haul, they're not doing it over the long haul. Um, I, you know, I, I still see, I, I think the Tessmans are, are really still a uh, pretty rock solid and I, you know, and, They'll probably make it to 2030. Um, anybody that's probably in their early 20s is still going to be pretty damn good mm. all the way to 2030, which just sounds so nuts. Doesn't it? It's crazy. 2030. 2030. I mean, I'm going to be, I'll be 53 years old. Oh, man. And 56 here. Mm. God. I don't even want to think about it, man. I'm knocking on the door of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's tough to think about um, that that far in the future. But I mean, you think back what was ten years ago, twenty ten, right? And not really has a lot changed from twenty ten. Um, in terms of, you know, we still back in 2010, we still had a lot of races. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, you know, the sponsorships, the the race events, uh, world champions. Uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, there's brushless motors, brushless equipment, uh, nitro cars were running good. Uh, you know, the tops in the game in 2010 of RC was. Um, um, you know, Mayfield Cavallari and Tebow were the three best drivers in the world. Um, and it was pretty hands down at that point, I guess you could say. 
those guys were probably the, the top three, uh, hands down. And, you know, here we are 10 years later, and the, the equipment is, is all somewhat similar. Uh, you know, there of course, there's all new cars and went through the mid-motor lay-down stuff and yeah. two-wheel drive. But, you know, everything has evolved. But, you know, it's not like we went from, you know, you know, racing uh, cardboard boxes to spaceships, you know, like, you know, it's like. Uh, there was nothing that the, really changed the game, right? The 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 mid-motor cars changed the industry. Uh, or the changed that side of RC, but brushless motors and lipo battery is still the biggest thing. Yeah, that that's still the biggest thing, and um, and they've just been amazing for for RC. But uh, yeah, you think the 2010? Hey, who's the best three racers in the game? Uh, and maybe you take it to to four, the best three, best four racers in the game. Mayfield is still one of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, then you got um, Spencer's going to be right in there. Uh, Davide Angaro. Um, Bruno. Coelho. He's one of them. Uh, Ty Tessman in uh, Dakota. Those guys are probably all really, really tops. Then you got David Ronafalk, um, who's just kind of had a weird year this year. It's not that he wasn't doing well or driving well, but um, just a just such a huge commitment they made to the RCGP in terms of the the race events for him. I think. I don't know. It, it seemed like it kind of stunted a little bit of his uh, racing to me. I would have liked to see him <clears throat> run a, a little bigger selection of events. Um, it feels like I haven't seen him race since November. Um, but he's still one of the best in the game. So, uh, And Tebow, he's still doing yeah, well. These guys are still, yeah. I mean, he's not one of the clear-cut top three anymore, but he's certainly one of the better ones. And Cavalieri is probably not a clear-cut top three, but he's one of the better ones. You know, look right now at the the seating here for four wheels going on. You know, like J.P. Richards is still top, Dakota Fend is second, Mayfield, Mark Sosa, Spencer Rivkin. I'm sorry. Mark Sosa, Spencer Hecker, Joe Bornhorst, Ryan Lutz, Drayton Staub, Spencer Rivkin, Cole Tollard, Ryan Cavallari is 11th, Austin Wick, Aaron Kaufman, Aiden Horn, Jacob Hardison. Um, so, you know, you look at the results here, and you still see those guys. I don't know where in the hell Tebow went in this class. Why would he not? This is four-wheel drive. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, 
there's a lot of things that have changed in 10 years, but then I think it really takes a lot longer for major, major changes than 10 years. I was thinking, I was at the Magic game the other night, and I asked the guys, I'm like, how long has this new arena been here now? And they're like, 13 years. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I go, when did they blow up the old one? How old was it when they blew up the old one? And they're like, well, like 18 years old. Wow. I'm like, so you're mean to tell me that the new arena is only five years away from being at the place where they would blow it up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, holy cow. That I'm like, crazy. this place when they, I remember them arguing for years to build this new arena using the tax you know, money and however they do it. And it's always a mess. Um, to negotiate those those things and uh, <laughs> they finally get it built it's awesome and we're already 13 years in and i'm sure they're planning a a renovation soon <laughs> because there's always something that creates money in these arenas and, you know we were just at the detroit pistons a couple months you know like a month ago or whatever it was we were at a game there and I was there. I'm like, is this still the palace at Auburn Hills? And, you know, like, and no, 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 that's, that's not our arena anymore. Like that's gone. Uh, like, what, <laughs> what's this? You know, this is, and they're like, this is uh, little Caesar's arena. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. Big corporate sponsors. It's like, you know, now it's like, and then I'm like, well, how old is this? They're like, well, this is four or five years old. I'm like, wow. <laughs> And it's nice. You know, it, it's a nice arena. Yeah. And then I was thinking back. I was like, oh, I remember when I went to Staples Center for the first time with Ernie when it was brand new in mm -hmm. like 2000. Well, first I went to a game that I, I got my own tickets for. Went and saw the Raptors and against the Lakers when Vince Carter was on the Raptors. So that was either 99 or 2000. I think I think 2000 is when they opened Staples. Uh, and... Then I went with Ernie. <laughs> Saw a game with Ernie, which was which was good. <clears throat> Ernie hates um, that place, though. He hates that arena. And I was like, <clears throat> I mean, they're coming up on twenty years. Yeah, yep. that place is coming up on twenty years old, and it's in in, in L.A. in L.A. So the problem that I think is going to be happening though soon is they're running out of places to put these big buildings and parking and all that stuff. So they're going to have to start doing a lot more renovating than a uh, clear slate because of just property. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not going to be able to just blow it up and build a new one quick. So yeah. Like, cause you got to play somewhere, right? Yep. Uh, it's like when we went to, what is it? Gillette stadium. When I went there with Spencer, I mean, it was nice, but it, I mean, these basketball arenas almost seem nicer by comparison. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's more indoor too, right? So with a basketball arena and they can have, if it's under roof, they have a little bit more. But um, I mean, the Gillette plate was nice, but it was like, it wasn't like blowing my mind. No. Like this is the, yeah. you know, six-time champion Patriots home field. I wasn't like, you know. This place is untouchable. Have you seen the arena they're building for the Vegas Raiders? 
I've driven by it. <laughs> Man, it. I watched um, on YouTube the Raiders have a what are on their YouTube channel. They have a um, you know you could see the whole process going on, and they have engineers explain stuff to you, and it's like Jesus, that place is gonna be beautiful. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah, lots of things, you know, the, the, the 10 year, it, it seems like an incredible amount of time, but, uh, it really, it really happens quick. And, and it's just a, it's like, what was the whole thing? Everyone thinks, you know, with 2020, it was going to be like the Jetsons, but <laughs> yeah, flying cars. Yeah. And, you know, when they joke about what people would be using computers for and, how advanced everything would be. And then they talk about how people just use their phones and computers to look at memes and mm. funny stuff. It's not like all this, not all this intelligent work like previously thought. Right? <laughs> you do know what yeah, we're getting I, in 2020 though, don't you? PS five. Yeah. You like how I could figure that out, huh? Hell yeah. Can't wait for November. Holy cow, it's that far away? Yeah. Damn. What do you got, a four right now? Exactly. That's how it goes, Jason. PlayStation 3. So five four. is right after four. <laughs> yeah. Five is after four. Yeah, very good. Very good. So we better get, you know, better get a lot of podcasting in between now and November. Because November's gonna be a dead month. Well, then that's usually when your football starts ramping up. Too. That too. <laughs> We're in trouble. So it's like it's like the Patriots start their season, and then a new game console comes out. Yeah. Or a video game, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? Life. Anyway. All right. Episode 201. Oh, guess, guess, guess what? That's something that crazy that happened the other day. Uh -oh. uh, Mac here at work, mm -hmm. he goes to lunch, he comes back and he's like, well, guess who I just saw, you know, Publix is the supermarket we have down here. Yep. He's like, check out this picture I just got at uh, Publix. And it's him and uh, the guy that, um, you know, Kevin Smith, the director yeah. that did like the movies, like, you know, um, clerks and mall rats and Absolutely. chasing Amy and all this stuff. He was at our Publix, like a mile down from our shop. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just, and what's funny is the picture Mac took with him. Um, he's like, he's like exactly, he looks he, like he's dressed in character. He's got like this trench coat on. He's got his hat on backwards. Looks just like yeah. like straight out of you know, <laughs> clerks. <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Oh, so they said the reason he is in town here is because his mom moved from the New Jersey to this town. So his mom lives like in the same town where our uh, where Jay Concepts is. So that's why he's at our supermarket. Oh, wow, that's wild. Yeah, maybe get him in the RC, maybe. Yeah. Have him stop by the shop. Hey, man. Come over. Get in one of our vlog episodes. That's pretty cool. He has a podcast, too. 
does he? Of course. He's got some great stories uh, from being in Hollywood. Yeah. Great Hollywood stories. People he hates working with. and He's just real <laughs> truthful about all that. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get the CRC in the books here this weekend and see if we can't get some wins. Guys started off seeding. We got some guys seeded uh, well, but uh, could do a little bit better. And we'll see if they can kind of <clears throat> see how is the track comes together here. See how these guys do. All right. Well, best of luck there. Kick some ass. And uh, thank you. Thanks for joining us on episode two hundred one. Not going to start the road to 300 stuff, so that's yeah, don't done, start that. done and over with. 200 was the goal. Jason got me to Everything else is just a bonus now. Yeah, just a bonus. So You're wearing the number 45. 45? Yeah, because when Jordan retired and when he came back, first oh, he's wearing Oh, my God. On that, uh, we're out of here on that note. Ugh. <laughs> Terrible. You sure? We're out of here? Can't wait till I... Can't wait <laughs> Can't wait till I get my seventh fantasy football championship. Surpass him. Well, when you can play forever, <laughs> it's right. not like your career is limited. It's only it's only limited by your death age. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which might be soon, believe me. Okay. I don't think I'm going to make it to 2030. Oh no, you're making it to 2030. 56. God, I just thought about that. I became depressed after we talked about that. And I just been kind of in the funk. Yeah. Wow, that's so weird. 2030. And the PS6 will be coming out around then, too.